The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Ooh, we got a good episode today, and this is the first time I've had a guest say that they liked a bourbon a 10 out of 10. Get up, because that is a bourbon that you can still get. Now, my guest today is Alyssa Bonagura. She's been on the show before, but when she was with the band Sisterhood. So she was one of my first guests on the show back when I was pre-recording everything at uh, music festivals. I met her at Hometown Rising in Louisville, Kentucky, which is not happening this year due to coronavirus. You know, pinch me if you've heard that one before. But uh, Alyssa and I just kind of caught up. It was like a couple old friends. And I also threw something out at her as a potential proposal for Down the Line. So make sure you listen to this entire episode. It's a long one, but you will not regret listening to all of it, especially since Alyssa performs a really beautiful uh, vocal performance there in the middle. So enjoy, and uh, please hit me up on fredminnick.com with your thoughts on the proposed suggestion at the end of the interview. That means you got to listen to it all the way through. But first, a word from our sponsors. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. And joining the Fred Minnick Show, actually the first person I've had back for the second time, Alyssa Bonagura. How are you doing, Alyssa? It's good I'm to see you. good, Fred. Good to see you, too. Thank you for all the amazing bourbon you've sent. This is Absolutely. unreal. 
Well, you know, it's funny. Like, we had such a great time at Hometown Rising. Oh and, you know, I'm getting at that point where it's time to start, like, um, you know, rebooking some of my favorite guests. And yes! I, I reached out to you and you're like, yeah, what's up? Let's do it. Hey, I'm really, I'm really grateful you did. That was fun, wasn't it? Hometown Rising was a great time. That was a, that was a great, uh, that was a great time for me. And I specifically remember you talking about your breakup boots. Like it just, <laughs> it, it will never, like, I will never forget that moment of you talking about breakup boots because it just every girl needs them you know and every i think every girl probably buys them at some point in their life <laughs> what so what what are what are we supposed to buy as men what are we supposed to do because we don't i mean break boots like take a long time to break in i feel like that'd be real uncomfortable yeah. maybe maybe just a bunch of bourbon i mean does that sound i was like... gonna say i'm pretty sure there's breakup bourbon with your name on it just in case you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, there prob there probably is an old brand called Breakout Bourbon. Uh, there's if not, a we should start it. There's a uh, a blog ran by some friends of mine called Breaking Bourbon, but that was kind of in Ooh. the in the honor of like meth labs, you know. Like yeah, no, I think I think Breakout Bourbon kind of sums up the male side of that. Or yeah. you know, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that, that might be it. I like it. I like it. it, it <laughs> But uh, well, it's you know it, that was when you were with the sisterhood. And now you're yeah. on this uh, solo venture, and this is yes. this is exciting times for you. Oh, I'm so excited, man! You know, um, obviously, 2020 brought a lot of changes for everyone, and yeah. and the, the biggest change for me was getting back to my my own music. And you know, sometimes I think you, as you go through your life, like you kind of hit these different journey spots you know because sisterhood mm -hmm. we were together five five years and it was such an amazing run and um and now it's time for a new chapter and and i'm just really really excited for the new chapter and i kind of just dove into this space um while i was locked at home locked in you know yeah. um and just wrote music and resurrected old songs from like 10 years ago that i hadn't ever recorded and wrote new songs and um and yeah man it's it's so i can't wait for you to hear it i'm just so excited about it all <laughs> oh i can't wait either well i've been keeping track of you and like all your tiktok adventures and on instagram yeah. and everything you know i mean you're a you're a very good follow on social media because you're you're, you're vibrant you're always positive you know Thanks. and it of course you have incredible musical talent so that never hurts Thank you so much. I think it's important to be positive. My mom, you know, my mom turned 70 a couple weeks ago and I asked her, you know, wow. tell me the secret because you look amazing. And and she literally just turned to me and said, Alyssa, the secret is being happy. You have to be happy in your life with everything that you do. And I think that that's the secret to a long life. And, you know, she's the one who's always taught her and my dad have really taught me to always be positive. So yeah. I try and try and be that for other people. And of course, your your mom and dad, Bailey and the boys, you know, yeah. very very uh, famous uh, country group, you know. Yeah. So they they've been in your shoes before, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they sure have, and I learned a lot from them growing up. You know, I my mom, um, she had she had me, and then three weeks old, I was on the bus. So I basically was born on a tour bus, and. Every every morning, I'd wake up in a different city, and that was wow. that was really amazing. And looking back on that, you know, 
as a 32 year old and looking back on how my mom did that it's like crazy to think that you take your three week old on the bus and then you just make it work but she had to and and it was the best form of education I think that I could have gotten because it kind of teaches you to adapt, you know? Um, well, and you probably like thrusted your immune system forward. I mean, we've all been on those tour buses. They, they I know. They were clean. <laughs> I know. Well, my mom, she was so funny. She had a no smoking sign on the bus. Back then it was still kind of cool to smoke on the buses. And, and she had a no smoking sign on the bus. And she was like, I'm taking my kid on the bus. And you guys all need to be nice to her and we're going to make sure that we don't swear because which totally didn't happen because my mother's from New Jersey and she curses like a sailor, but it's fine. Anyway, it was a great, great experience. And um, they're, I'm the only child. So they're, they're like my best friends. They're awesome. That's so cool. And they just put out a, didn't they put out a single in the last couple of months? Didn't they do something new? Yeah, my dad, um, my dad and I built this studio above our garage and we started it in high school, and that's kind of what I got, why I got into engineering and, and music production and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But we built the studio, and he's, him and mom have just been making music like they've never stopped making music. You know, even if they're not able to tour or, you know, do what they were doing, it's um, it's really inspiring because my dad is just. I wake up and I hear him in the studio, and it and it makes me want to come up here and and work. And I've been at their house actually all through quarantine. And this is my family house that I, I grew up in. I was I was born out here, and um, and it's just been so wonderful to kind of spend some extra time with them in the coronavirus times because it's the longest I've been home in probably ten yeah. years. You know. Well, I, I have to tell you, like it's uh, again like another inspirational you know kind of story about you know families yeah. coming together, and and that's what it's been like for me too, like in very different ways. Like I have a young family, I have a yeah. seven and two year old, but. I mean, usually Aww. I'm traveling, and now I'm, like, just spending time with them. It's great. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I think we're going to look back on this time, and obviously there was a lot of hardships, and, and I'm yeah. not brushing over that at all. But I think we have to look at the positives of everything, and, and that was definitely positive, getting to spend more time with our family and our and our animals. You mm -hmm. know, like, yeah. I feel like my dogs understand me a lot more than they ever have. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're just like they're just like loving those walks and all that extra petting, you know. They are. They're like, what? <laughs> and I think I think my dog Sam, he's really funny, but I think he's the one that's kind of like, all right, I'm ready for you to go back on the road now. <laughs> Love it. Well, I, you know, we got some we got some uh, stuff to taste here. Now, I'm so I, I sent you some uh, some definitely some fun things to taste here. I sent you a fan favorite in the whiskey community, some Smoke Wagon. So oh, this wow. is this is a highly coveted uh, bottle here. People love this. Okay. Uh, I sent you uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company's uh, Fusion Series. People love it. Um, Wait, here it is. The Fusion and I, Series. And it's one, two, where the, the Fusion Series... You know, a lot of people love it. Some people don't love it as much, but it, it's people like it. This is one I'm a huge fan of, and this is uh, Four Gate. This is their Batch 10. This is a straight rye whiskey. So this is going to be an adventure into. Uh, so we're going from a, from a bourbon uh, to basically a, um, a a blend, finished blend. I love it. To a rum, a four year old rum made by a woman in Colorado. So 
Uh, oh wow! Called Montagna. Montagna. Yeah. Right. So I had to get something that I the re I picked that one because of the name. Like I've yeah. always been fascinated. Like I think you have like one of the coolest names. Oh thanks. <laughs> and and like I was like I gotta find something that's real that has a really cool name to like go with her cool name. Oh you know? thanks, man. You know? Yeah, you know, me and Joe Bonamassa were like we're uh we're like brother brother sister weird name things. I don't, well, I don't you, know what that is, but <laughs> you all uh, you all should play together sometime. Like do like we uh, actually we just wrote a song together. He's a good friend of mine, and we wrote this awesome song together. So we 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 thought of starting a band and calling it Italians Reunite or something. I don't know, something silly. But it's uh, I'm glad you like my name because a lot of people have a lot of different ways to say it, and um, and I kind of like them all. <laughs> Bonagura is the right way That's to say it, it right? Bonagura, yeah. That's it. So I mean, it's a. Uh, to me, it's 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 a it's a beautiful classic name that, if I am not mistaken, like you, it has not been changed in your ancestry. Like you yeah, all that's, kept that's it the right. Same. Yeah, yeah, that's right. My my family. It, this is so cool. You're asking me this because I, I'm now diving into that side of the family because that's on mm -hmm. my dad's side, and it's right. all the it's all of the Bonaguras go back to Na Napoli and Rome, which is really cool. And then my mom's side, um, her my grandmother was Italian as well, and my grandfather was Scottish and English. So we have a whole lineage in Scotland of the Bailey clan, which is Bailey and the boys, and um, and then a whole lineage of Italian, which is really cool. So that's the Bonagura side. So you have you have all kinds of uh, drinking DNA in your lineage. And we we're gonna one do million them. percent. We're gonna we're gonna do them proud today. So let's go ahead let's and start. It. Let's start with the smoke wagon. This okay. is this is a I believe it's this is a twelve year old. This is. Do you like uh, how I set this up for you, Fred? I, I love it. Really, it's really gorgeous. Really like you ha you have like such a fancy setup. Most people just are like Thank at you. their desk and like you know forced to go there you're like actually excited and, and i like i like uh yeah well this was like honestly man like when we did that hometown rising hang it was like the most fun i've had was was sitting there talking about life and drinking bourbon with you it was really oh, fun, that was so. that was so much fun i i really did have a blast with you all and and like everybody who came in and hung out that day uh you know, yeah Lindsay, Lindsay l was great you know Lindsay. i had uh uh, Dylan Carmichael was fantastic. You know, we had a lot yeah. of really great guests, and it was just—it was wonderful. It was absolutely yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it was a fun day. So here we are again. So here cheers. we are. So tell now, me do, how to do this. Do you properly. remember your training, Alyssa? Re refresh me. It's been—it's been a year <laughs> and some bit. <laughs> All right. So we're working on with bourbon here. So the first thing we want to do is we want to analyze the color. Now, as you may recall, when bourbon. By law, they can't add coloring to it. They can't. They can't really do anything okay. to it. Only thing they can do is put it in the new charred oak barrel, and let the barrel do the work. And so when it goes Amazing. into the barrel, it's as clear as the water from your tap. So every single day, it's in that barrel. It's moving in and out, getting all the flavor, getting all the all the color. And uh, and so to me, looking at the colors a little bit, it it can't. You can't really judge it all the way through but it's like looking at an album cover you, know, you look yeah. at an, you look at an album cover it kind of gets you excited it gives you an idea of what the what the album's like you know totally. 
inevitably you're going to have some that disappoint you uh, based on color and then some that are like oh wow that's better than the cover looks but yeah. so that's that's it's the same with like analyzing uh, a so whiskey that's so cool that is so cool so this one's kind of like i mean it's kind of orange almost you it's know kind of orange. this is this is in that amber kind of like reddish so yeah orange would be in that kind of like realm and it's always it's always interesting too to like see like where we go with with color like i would like if you go to the go to lowe's or home depot and see the names of some of the colors that are out there and it's like when did when did we just move on from all all of these simple crayolas you know i mean there's like i know thousands of colors well that's why like smoke wagon would be a great palette for a for a wall wouldn't it that would be a great palette for a wall (laughs) what's what what color's your room smoke wagon i don't know (laughs) bourbon lovers everywhere uh on the nine o'clock news bourbon lovers everywhere licking their walls with the smoke wagon paint (laughs) that would be amazing okay so then what do we do then we snip it now now we sniff it Ooh. And you remember when we smell it, we want to smell it with your, your mouth open. Where does your, okay. Weird question. Do you, weird question. Do you put your tongue on the roof of your mouth or do you kind of just leave it? Kind of let it hang. I kind of let okay. it hang. <laughs> but, you know, you, you if you want to put it on the roof of your mouth, kind of play around with that a little bit. But sometimes <laughs> sometimes you'll be able to taste it as you're, you kind of like exhale exhale a little bit. There is a process where you can breathe in and out and really focus on it. You being a yogi, I can see you like mastering the breath of spirit. So you're like, you know, totally. you know the, the breath of fires. <laughs> and then you could just have do you the... done that before? Oh, have yeah. you ever done that before? I, I used amazing. to do a lot. I used to do a lot of yoga. I got out of it because like yeah. my, my favorite yoga was uh, was like on a DVD. And it was yeah. like, um, I don't know. I, I just I just stopped doing it. Yeah. Kind of I, back into it though. Yeah, man. It's interesting how you, that, that breath work is like really amazing. I, um, who's the guy he's like Danish or something and he's got like an app you can get and you do all these crazy breath things. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. Like breathing is, <laughs> breathing is everything. Like breathing is like, you can get so many, you can do so many things by focusing on breathing. Like it can take you out of bad places. You know, yeah. my, and I've used breathing. Um, mindfulness has been my has been my big thing, but breathing can Me be a too. part of that. You know. Yeah. So. Well, and it's also great for sipping whiskey. So there you go. By God. <laughs> so I tell you, I'm, I I get a lot of uh, chocolate and roasted almonds in this. Mm. Some coconut. What are you? I was going to say there? coconut. I was going to say coconut. Right on. Now I will not. I will. That'll be the last time I would give you my notes because I want you to pick out your notes. Yeah, to me, it's it's really sweet. It's it smells sweet and it reminds me of the beach. Oh, for some reason. The beach. Very nice. I don't know why. It's just it feels like it's gonna be fresh or something. Right. Mm. Yes, it does. And now we shall taste. Okay. You should feel the sweetness on the tip of your palate, the savory, wow. and the and the bitterness in the middle, a little bit of bit- bitterness toward the back, and if you have like a kind of a super palate, 
You might feel it along your uh, your jawline a little bit, like the sides of your 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 tongue. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this is some pretty gorgeous, pretty gorgeous bourbon right here. I think that's one of my favorite bourbons I've I've ever had. I know that sounds crazy, but like bourbon to me is really and and I have to say this too. And it makes sense because you're the bourbon king. So, of course, this makes sense. But when we did our last podcast together, that was some of the best bourbon I've ever had. And the problem with bourbon sometimes for me is it's too sweet, mm. you know, like because yeah. I, I really love I really love Scottish whiskey and nice. scotch, you know, um, it's in your DNA. It's in my DNA, which now I know. Yeah. However, this reminds me of scotch, which is really interesting. It's got it's really fresh and it it's light. I really love it. It's interesting that you say it's light cuz it's it's 110 proof, 111 proof. That's a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's above average, but but that's the thing. It's like you do not judge you do not judge the quality of something by the proof. The fact mm. is is you, you have something here that feels really uh, you know, light on your tongue. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the proof. I love this. This is great. Smoke wagon. 10 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> I love it. 10 out of 10. This must be fun for you because you get to see and, and hear other people's like, t I mean, I don't know. You get to see all different kinds of people's taste buds and palates and things like that because something yeah. that I might like, you might, not like you know and vice versa which is so interesting. well and, and this is where like i try really really hard to train people and to teach people how to taste whether yeah. it's on my youtube channel or whether it's like on a on a on a private tasting i try not to impart what i like so much as yeah. as like teaching people how to find out what they like and yeah. With, and with these, with the podcast, you know, it's a little different because I'm trying to also like talk about people's music or next movie or, yeah. or, or something like that. So it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a back and forth uh, between like the spirit and the, um, and their careers. And, and so like, you know, having, having had some training time with you already, I feel a lot more comfortable about you discerning and figuring out your, what you really, really like. And, and yeah. also, I don't send people what I call shelf turds. Like, I send people good stuff. I know. With, I know you do. With the exception of people who live in Canada, I can't I can't get them anything. <laughs> oh, I, no. Yeah. I mean, the Canadian, the Canadian authorities would put a warrant out for my arrest. So they, <laughs> they have to go and buy their own stuff. And then, you know, whatever Got they it. can buy, I'll get. You know, so it's. Oh a, my God! Well, I feel very lucky to try this. This is this is really great. So, is it from Nevada? Where Where is this from? So Why this it is Nevada? this is distilled in Indiana and bottled in in Nevada, and the guy who's behind this is a you know he's a real character, and uh, I think I think he's one of the great the great new personalities in American whiskey. Uh, wow! And uh, he's just a fun guy fun guy well so. i just tasted the smoke on my third taste i just now tasted the smoke which is interesting it does have a hint of smoke in the name you know you know nothing to do with the name but it really does have some yeah. smoke notes to it i love it i love it boom you know what's kind of cool it's it's um i was just thinking about this when we were when we started drinking but like i always feel like it's the same thing with 
with any kind of alcohol that you have in a setting where you're with your friends and it yeah. becomes almost like a really like I don't know there's like some kind of camaraderie when you're sharing something t together like Absolutely. this because you really start to see and connect with someone in a different way um, and that's why I love music so much is that you know you connect on someone in this crazy deep level you know but it kind of is similar to to sharing an experience with with a certain kind of bourbon you know yeah, i mean it, it's, it's exactly right and like and it's and music is also about taste and what people want and like like yeah and um and it, it's the same with bourbon you know some people it's so cool some people like this brand is like this is like they're everything like they can't wait to get it they they seek yeah. it it's it's like a crazy it has an incredible cult-like following to it. Wow. Um, whereas, like, some, and I just put a video about this the other day, Knob Creek, I can mm -hmm. guarantee I could just get a standard Knob Creek off the shelf in any place in the country, and it would go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anything on my shelves, you know, and it, wow. and, it, and it has won spirits competitions before. But nobody, yeah. like, nobody gives it the time of day because it's everywhere, you know? Right. So it, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, I compare something like, you know, uh, you know, Knob Creek to a band in the 80s and 90s that had hit after hit after hit after hit, but no yeah. one ever really considers them a great band because right. their their stuff was just always in the top 15. And it was yeah. never it was never that like Michael Jackson over the top, you know, right. or Prince or something like that. They were just always there in the conversation. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's nice to rate. not take those for granted because then you like you re-listen to them and you're like, oh damn, these were great. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know what? I didn't want to name any names there, but there's like you know you could go down the list of bands that would meet that kind of qualification. And um, yeah, and it, it's True. it's it's the same. It's the same with whiskey. But well, um, I'm impressed by Smoke Wagon. I like them. So from from one star to another, let's now go to the Fusion series. Okay. This is a this is a blend of twelve, three, and two year old bourbon. Okay. Now, Fred, am I using am I using the right glass? These are yeah. the small glasses, right? Because yeah, yeah, there's yeah, two yeah. different sides. I've got this big glass here, but that's well, for later. I think I sent you. I think I think I sent you like one or two. How many how many glassware did I, glasses did I send you? Um, I don't know. I didn't get any glasses. I don't think I got any glasses. I think we I only got we didn't, only... we didn't send you glasses? Oh. No. Oops. What the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I done got... What the fuck? Uh-oh. It's okay. I had glasses. Our friend... Our, my mom had um, just gotten some for her birthday, so we, we lucked out. Perfect. He sent me amazing bourbon, though, so it's okay. Boom. <laughs> All right, so... So Explain here we this go. to me. So this Bardstown? Is, yeah, so Bardstown Bourbon Company. This is a relatively new uh, – this is a new distillery. And when someone is new, kind of like Smoke Wagon, they acquire barrels from other uh, facilities. And mm -hmm. they will basically do their own bottlings with them. And yeah. so until they have, like, their own whiskey to put out, they will be bottling other people's whiskeys. It's basically – and music, I guess it would be the same as, you know, recording the same song as everybody else, you know, until yeah. you're until you're ready to have your own stuff out. 
but yeah. uh, it, it's a it's a uh, a brand that is on a trajectory like this. I love it. They're doing everything right. I like the I like the word fusion. It makes me think of jazz fusion and Aaron Sterling. Do you follow him? He's an amazing drummer. Oh no, I'm gonna have to check him out. He does these like fusion Fridays, and they're really epic. But um, but I'm excited to taste this though. Oh wow! Completely this different nose. Floral. It's like floral. Yeah. Isn't it? Completely different nose. Um. Very different nose. It's it, it. I don't know. I just I I I smell like flowers. Is that even a thing? Yeah. Can that's that not be a, a thing? That's a good thing. Yeah. How do you get past the stinging of the nostrils to the uh, smell? Did you? So you're opening your mouth, right? You got your mouth open. Yeah. You're it's like flowing out, so it's still stinging when you do it. Yeah, that must be really oh, strong. I, oh, I see. I see. I you. Be moving it around. Mo move it around. Okay. You got it concentrated, so just kind of move it around, and you'll see that you'll see like oh. one, one nostril will be take will be picking up a little something different than the other, but that will help it wow. as well. I get kind yeah, of like when I get kind of into it, I don't do that as much, but like when yeah. uh, when when I I, I should have uh, told you that from the top. That's okay. That's good. I'm, 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 letting, learning. I'm letting you down, Alyssa. It's okay. You're doing great. I like, I love learning as I go along. It's what I do in my life pretty much anyway. <laughs> That's it. Got to learn. Make it till you make it, babe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. It's there. There's, it's not as sweet as the last one. It doesn't smell as sweet. This one's got some, um, some definite corn notes on there. Totally. Wow. It tastes, um, yeah, I can like, actually, I can taste like the, the woodiness of the barrel. <laughs> like a, like some charness, right? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has uh, that kind of charred element. And that would be like, they've got a healthy amount of two year old, uh, bourbon in there and in, and three year old. So the majority of this blend mm. is two and three year old. So super young. Yeah. And so like that that graininess from from the corn is there. Uh you can still pick up the wood, you know, from the barrels. But they've got um, you know, a good amount of twelve year old in there that's flattening it out a little bit. But as I taste yeah. this, it's not it's not balanced for me. So but we're also coming off of something that was in that like, you know, mid ninety point uh bourbons that we just tasted with the yeah. smoke wagon. And so Maybe it wasn't fair to taste it right after that one. I don't know, but I don't know. But it's really good. I mean, it's really nice. It's. I agree with you though. I, the other one has more of a distinct taste than this one does. Hmm. It's. It kind of reminds me of like. I don't know. That to me reminds me of like bonfire, like hanging out by the bonfire. So solo cup. Uh, staying out till three o'clock in the morning, bonfire. You you got you got someone with a tailgate, a dog running yes. around. There's there's al there's always that one one or two people who end up missing, and you're like, oh, screw it, we're just gonna go because we can't find them. You know? <laughs> you know? 
they went off and found like some like shack to make out or something and you're like totally where they that's go? that it reminds me of like it reminds me of autumn for some reason but i could drink this one in the summer which is interesting i could drink it in the summer the smoke wagon i think mm -hmm. would be good in the summer on a hot day but it'd also be really good in the winter and this one the fusion series i probably would only drink in the winter for some reason interesting isn't that weird that's a weird that's a weird comment isn't it no i think it's a great comment like, like, you know, isn't it interesting how certain drinks, like, have a vibe like that? Yeah. Like, you don't drink pims in the winter. Like, that's such an English summertime drink. Like, if you go to, like, Hyde Park in England, yeah. you, you bring pims, you know? Like, but the you would never top, have yeah. it. You'd never have it at, like, Christmas. Well, <laughs> one of the great examples is the mint julep. Um, yeah. If, they're, if the Kentucky Derby wasn't around... I mean, five people in the world might be drinking the mint julep. I mean, it's just totally—it's—it's it's not a drink that you kind of like crave. And some, yeah. some inevitably will comment on this podcast. That's not true. You're a you're 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 doing Kentucky wrong. We love the mint julep. Like whatever. <laughs> well, some things just have a vibe, you know. That's right. Some things just have a vibe, and that's okay. I like vibes. The more and more that I like get through certain areas of my life i'm like i think i like that vibe for that time and that's yeah, okay yeah. you can be unapologetic you know S speaking of vibes um where musically are you are you kind of stepping outside of country a little bit or are you staying you, you staying uh in the country sphere well it's funny you say that because i've been trying to figure it out i think genre is such an interesting concept especially now in 2021 where i feel like Spotify and the streaming services, they've really made it like shuffle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, I have, mm -hmm. I have some friends that um, they're in a, a, an amazing band and they kind of categorize their music as shuffle. Cause it's kind of like a little bit of everything. But as I listen through all these things, it's like, I'm always going to have country elements. I mean, I grew up around Reba McIntyre and Vince Gill and, you know, Dolly Parton. She's like one of my heroes and, um, and so I think that that all comes from like Appalachian folk music. If you really go back yeah. to it, you know, and so I love those melodies. Like you can't beat an Appalachian folk song melody. It's like unreal. You know, I mean, if you listen to, um, uh, all the old, um, Carter family stuff, you know, um, yeah. there's so many amazing songs, but, but I grew up listening to top 40. So I feel like, like Casey Kasem's top 40. Yeah, I love yeah. Casey Kasem. And, like, I would listen to, like, whatever was on Top 40. So that means Shania Twain was on Top 40 at the mm -hmm. time. But mm -hmm. also NSYNC was on Top 40 and Destiny's Child and um, Boys to Men and, like, all these amazing, you know, pop songs and things that I loved like that. Um, but I also grew up in the time when all the females were kind of dominating, like, Faith Hill and... Um, and Jody Messina and um, and just amazing, amazing females, but also like Alanis Morissette and um, right. and Michelle Branch, who is now a friend of mine, which is so cool. I, I got to meet her and we played a show together a long time ago. We just have been friends ever since. But like that music was like some of the soundtrack to my childhood, like my up, you know, being a teenager, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm really just like, I think 
if I can describe the new music, by the way, Coldplay, if I could like pick bands and stuff, like I, I was also like really emo. I got into, I went through phases. This is so crazy. So I went through phases with music. In the very beginning when I was like discovering what I wanted to write and sing about, it really stemmed from what my parents were making, obviously, because that's what I was absorbing as like the sponge, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that kind of trailed off into the top 40 because I was, I was, I used to dance. I like, I grew up dancing like hip hop and like jazz and lyrical mm-hmm. and whatever was playing in the dance classes was, was stuff that I would be like, Oh wow, I've never heard that song. And I'd go home and listen to it and be like, that's cool. You know? Um, and then I had like these phases where it was like, I listened to Copeland, this band called Copeland that was like really emo at the time. And Haley Williams from Paramore, she used to live in Franklin and we used to hang out uh, when we were kids and her whole upbringing was like the, like the way that Paramore started was like she was opening for Copeland. And so it was all this music that was just like really amazing melodies and really amazing lyrics and story. And that's what country music has always really been to me. If you really listen you get down to like the nitty gritty of what country music is. It yeah. really comes down to the melody and the story, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, heard, um, I heard Garth Brooks say too, uh, that the opening line is, the, is more important in country music than any other genre. Yeah. Like you have to like really deliver that opening line. And, and now I think more than ever, because people's attention span is kind of like, you know, small. Yeah. <laughs> You've got like 10 seconds to reel someone in. And um, (laughs) I know. And this is such a cool story. And I'm like really excited to share this with you because I I haven't really told many people about this. But at the top of last year, um, I got to meet Chris Martin and Chris Martin from Coldplay. I mean, I'm just I've always been obsessed with Coldplay since Yellow came out. And Mm -hmm. um, and I love Brian Eno because I went to college for music engineering in Liverpool. I don't know if you knew that, but. I was there for three years engineering and, you know, studying in the town of the Beatles. My dad was a huge Beatles fan growing up and, and was always like, these are the guys. Like, if you listen to any other music, listen to the Beatles, you know? <laughs> and so he's I, right. I became, he's right. And I became a huge fan of McCartney. And then when I found out that he had a school, it was the only place I applied. And, and I told myself, look, if I get in, I'm going to go. And if I don't get in, I'm going to do music 24 seven and I'm just going to not go to college because I wasn't really great in school (laughs) and I got in. So I went, ended up going and, um, and while I was there, I just had all this amazing influence of, 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 um, different kinds of music and Liverpool's a lot like Nashville where there's all different kinds. There's rock, there's country, there's pop, there's indie, you know, there's like metal and, and we would just go out and see all these different kinds of, musicians um but anyway i really got into coldplay there and brian eno and studying how brian eno produces and and i just loved him so last year the the show that we played right before the pandemic sister had played a show in la and i saw that coldplay was playing this benefit concert and i was like ruby we have to go see coldplay they're my they're my favorite band you know and she had never seen them and so we turned up to the show and um, it was really small. They played at the Palladium. It was amazing. And they did their whole new album, Everyday Life, which was just up for album of the year, the Grammys. And at the after party, um, we got to meet Chris and Chris had heard our music because Dakota Johnson and him were dating and Dakota was friends with Ruby. Long story short, he heard our music and it was this crazy thing. And I was like, oh my God, what do I say to my hero? You know? 
Okay, we're, we're, we're painting. Basically, what's happened here, everybody? Alyssa's going into fangirl mode. She's, you know, she's separating from herself a little bit. And suddenly, like, here we are. We have someone who's a professional musician backstage all the time. And <laughs> it's all going away. Fangirl intercene. All right, go. Fangirl. You're so <laughs> right. Thank you for that. It's true. I need to compose myself a bit. No, honestly, like it was it was um, everything I could have imagined and more like, you know, when you meet your heroes, you're, you're almost a bit nervous about what they're going to say and and how they're going to be. And um, he was amazing. And he was like, oh, my God, I love the sisterhood band. You guys are really great. And how's it going? And what are you doing? And how's the record? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what is my life? You know, and <laughs> so awesome. It was so cool. And and I was like, you know, um, it's going okay. You know, we're trying to figure out a single on the radio. And he was like, Alyssa, you've got to stop writing for the labels. You've got to write for yourself always. And I took that away with me that night. And I was like, he's so right. Because the truth is when you create music for anything other than like what you're meant to be creating it for, which is, I believe it comes from God, you know, there's no way it can really humanly come from me. Like it comes from god to me and so if i'm the channel and i'm channeling that to have someone tell me oh that's too country or that's too rock or that's that like inhibits my freedom of creating and and it's and that was a really amazing thing so anyway he also sent me some things that it was like this insane moment where he was like i've got some things that i think are going to help you guys with production i'll send them to you if you promise to never share them so i have this like sacred list from Chris of things that I've been going by when I'm recording my music and since I've kind of you know dove into all this new solo music and and it and my hero kind of just inspired me to to kind of kick me in the butt and be like just make music for for the reason of making music and what's inside your soul and that's what all this new music is for me you know so. and I, th I think the beautiful part of that is that you know when when you get in the creative space and you have teams uh who work with you have you get agents you get managers and their their role is to give you advice and get you in the best setting but at the end of the day yeah. it is what's in your heart it is it's, yeah it's, it, and it's and it's and getting that out there it and, is and if you chase the carrot you know i i wrote one book one book in my career that i just i look at it and i hate it i won't say what it is i won't say what it is but i but i hate this book yeah. And, it, and it's like, and my agent at the time was like saying like, you've got a really great deal on this. I'm like, I'm just telling you, I was like, this isn't going to sell. This doesn't fit me. Yeah. I, I did it the best I could. It was actually up for a lot of awards and did, did okay. But yeah. I look at it and I'm like, it wasn't me. And I, I wrote, I wrote to, um, wow. I wrote to what someone else wanted, you know, and that was, and when I see that, I feel my creativity, you know, my creative soul just kind of getting ripped apart a little bit. So, and isn't that, and isn't that interesting? I think you have to go through those moments though to get to the other side of that, which is, you know, moments like with someone like your hero telling you, "Don't yeah. ever write for anything other than the love of doing it," and Absolutely. and being being the messenger. I mean, you know, like I'm really a vessel, so it's like if I can be that for someone else, and we can connect in that way. I think that people see through the bullshit of it, you know, like, and, uh, anyway, so that's just been my, my total, like going way back to what you asked me was what does the new music sound like? 
it's a bit of all of my influences from when I was born until now. And I think it fits in maybe almost in that alternative place because if you had to put a label on it, it's kind of like everything. It's a little bit of everything. Well, I do think that's the perfect segue to, to ask you the question. Would you like to play a song? Yeah, sure. I'd love to play a song. All right, so I am going um, to, I will, you know, for your purposes, I will be coming out of frame and going on mute. So okay. um, you will have the stage to yourself here. Well, I feel like I should play a new song for you, Fred. One that's not out there. What do you think about that? I think I'm just going to do it. it like um, I said, it's your stage. Okay, you all go, right. You go, girl. So I wrote this song in quarantine um, on a Zoom, right? (laughs) We were getting set up with a lot of Zooms, um, which was really interesting to kind of like get it, you know, like to get the hang of that because you're so used to being in a room with someone and feeling their energy when you're writing a song. But um, this was a really fun experience and I really felt like it was kind of the end of the world when all of this started happening. And then I realized that when something is falling apart, sometimes that's when everything is falling into place. Um, and you don't see it until a bit after, you know, after the initial fall of it all. But so this song is called end of the world. And, um, and it's all about how things, maybe there's something beautiful that comes out of feeling like the end of the world. I wrote this to my friend Brandon. Kind of feels like the end of the world right now. Everything's changing, everybody shutting down. There's a million reasons to leave, but you're still here with me. Making me believe that tomorrow's gonna come around. When it kind of feels like the end of the world right now. What if you and I were falling harder than the sky above? Could we be the last one standing what if we just kept on dancing while cities turned to dust? Could this be the beginning of love and the end of the world?
Cause it kind of feels like the end of the world right now Don't it kind of feel like the end of the world now What if you and I were falling hard on the sky above Could we be the last one standing in the wreckage in the rust we just kept on dancing while the cities turned to dust. Could this be the beginning of love and the end of the world? Well, that was beautiful. Thank you. I I Thank really so I really, I have to tell you like that's something that we were all thinking too. Like every one of us was like, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. Are the zombies coming? Is there like, you know, is there going to be? I kept I as everything was going on, you know, with my military background, I kept saying, yeah. I kept telling my wife, I was like, you know, if I'm an enemy of this country, this is what I strike. Because like we don't got shit together, we hate each other, and it's like it was just yeah. so, it was so much, you know. Yeah, it was so much, and it did feel like the end of the world. And I think now it's finally starting to clear a bit, you know. Um, but it still feels a bit like that. And I think that the only way to come out of that is to come together, you know, in in more ways than one, and like really try and and hear each other and you know, spend time listening to each other rather than just talking and talking at each other. It's like, sometimes I hear the news and I'm just like, I can't listen to it. You know, it's just too much. It's too much yeah. to handle. Yeah. You know, um, you know I, when, you know, when, when the Capitol was stormed, that was just like, yeah. that was like, that was a day of numbness for me. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And I remember Same. I, and I've had, I've had so many great guests on the show and I had killer Mike, you know, run the jewels on the show. He's, yeah. kind of, he's become this incredible, like social justice warrior, but, but a very like he, you know, if anybody listens to him and sits down with him and talks to him, like, I don't yeah. care what your beliefs are. Like you come away more um, engaged, more, more understanding, like, you know, he's just such a great communicator. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the whole show that I have is, like, I drink whiskey with people and we talk about stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's about whiskey and having a good time. But, yeah. you know, he, he stopped in the middle of it and he's like, he's like, if we all just sat down and, and had a glass of whiskey together, the world would be a better place. And I was like, it man. would be. I was like, I love it you, It would man. be. Cheers to that. Cheers, Cheers to, to that. that. Cheers indeed. Have a catalyst. <laughs> <laughs> man that's the truth though i'm telling you it's like that and music mm -hmm. music's like the one thing i think that connects us all in a way that nothing else can and i mean look at us we met through music which is so cool and and your love of bourbon which is awesome so there you go absolutely and as we're going to the the four gate now this is okay. the this is the rye 
and and like uh, Ooh, I'm getting I, tipsy. I'm getting a little tipsy, Fred. <laughs> I'm glad I sang just then because I think in like ten minutes I wouldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm gonna right. use the bigger glass because. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's that time. Now I will warn you, this one's packing some heat. Okay. We're at 112.5 proof here. All right. Tell me about the four gates. So what do we, what do we do here? <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so four gate, this is their batch 10. Ooh. Uh, they're, they like, like chocolate. They specialize Sorry. in, uh, also like the other one. Other ones we had tasted, like acquiring whiskey from other folks and like kind of doing their own thing. This is a split stave. Uh, oh my gosh, that chocolate is there. A little bit of like a pecan there as well. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I like I'm, it. This is going straight to my hips. I feel like I'm eating a chocolate pecan pie. Oh my God, I love chocolate pecan pie. Are you kidding me? I've been on this. I've been oh, today. I'm cheating with you. Just so you know, I've been cheating on this, this like lifestyle thing that I'm trying to do, like not eating sugar and things like that. Well, technically there's no sugar here. Exactly. It's so all we're alcohol. Good. It's just all pure alcohol. Well, not pure alcohol, but. But I think, I think there's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think when you drink something like that's probably really good for you actually. <laughs> that's what I tell myself every single day, Alyssa. It's <laughs> probably good for you. Okay, I haven't, I haven't tasted it yet. Oh, you, I've already tasted. You go. Wow. I can really taste the, the chocolate and the nuttiness of it. Mm. It almost tastes like caramel a little bit, too. This is... Um, wow. This has, like, this, like... Um, this reminds me of some, like, really, like, mineral-like mineral, mineral -like wines that I've had. Yeah. It's got some complication there and it's got a lot of sweetness too underneath, but mm. this is gorgeous. I love this. Yeah, this is gorgeous. I love this is the four gate. There are four gates. Four gates. Four <laughs> gates. That's a, kind of a story. Oh no! Did you see did you see Game of Thrones? Please tell me you watch Game of oh, Thrones. Oh yes, yes, yes. I loved Game of Thrones so much. And I, I really hated the so ending. the The last season, I just was like, they just hung it up. You know, I was so mad at the last season. I have to. I I got to make a confession. Like, I I actually didn't watch the last couple episodes because I hated the last season so much. You know what? I, I have to tell you, you did yourself a favor because really, the, yes, because the hate that you had going into it, those last two episodes would have been way worse like the the season really the it climaxed at um the death of of the white walkers like the king of the white yeah. walkers that's yeah where that should have been the end should have been the end and it's like the if they weren't going to do another season for the yeah. war after that then they should have just said fuck it and done another series or like played, i know played it in limbo like because <laughs> where they went afterward was just like rushed acting there was starbucks you know there was you know uh water bottles starbucks cups left down i, I mean, think it was i like, saw that it was so bad 
So I think it was like they turned it into the the last one that I saw was when Kit Harrington was on the dragon with the girl I can't remember her name the dragon queen and they were riding the dragon together and I was just like okay this is like this is like the never ending story with Falcor and I I'm out <laughs> <laughs> I was out. It's just like never ending story, and it was just Kit Harrington is flying. It was. It's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> that was the last one I saw. But by the way, anyway. never ending story. Great, great movie. Like I love the never ending story. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. I feel like they should bring that back. You know, you I know? don't want them to remake that one. Because they'll screw it up, and yeah, you know it's 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 you know the I don't know I I just like leave that I one agree. alone. Maybe leave that I one agree. alone. But maybe you should just like make a resurgence because I feel like there's a lot of people like younger than me that haven't seen it that should see it. Like it's so good. Like if people like Stranger Things, they would love yeah. Falcor. You know. <laughs> well, but also like. It, it was a story of hope and like overcoming and completing a quest and yeah and giant turtles you know giant turtles and dogs and uh, <laughs> you know yeah I have an old English sheepdog that's it's kind of like Falcor to be honest he's that's, huge that is so cool. he's huge he's like as he's as big as me and his paws are like this big no. He's really sweet. I get, anyway. I get, I get a little emotional when talk about our, 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 our fur, you know, babies. our fur babies, our fur family. My, my fourteen-year-old dog. She's, she's got dementia, and she, she's oh. on her, she's on her last leg, and, and I, 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 and I can't, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to it. I'm finding my, and then we have a puppy, makes things yeah. complicated. But he's actually keeping her engaged and because she yeah. can still she can still kick his ass you know yeah so she's still engaged but Aww. she she doesn't know where she is half the time and oh what's her name remo remo can yeah, we toast like to remo drum. yeah toast to, Let's remo. toast to remo my, my baby you know, girl my baby girl. they're your they're your family they're yeah. your family Remo, i just i lost uh we lost an old english sheepdog last last thanksgiving and it was the hardest thing that i've done in a long time but you know they look to you they it's it's you just have to treat them like you like you would your best friend because that's what they are right yeah. and so. it's and it's like you know i kind of like i hate that we live so much longer than them because yeah either when you when you have the when you have the one you know like it was yeah. the same with my cat like i had my perfect cat and Aw. Yeah, and, and you know, it was a couple of years ago, but you know, we lost him. It was it was awful. So it's awful. They they're always around. I feel like it, they're they're souls. You know. Yeah, really we we we. My wife and I we do talk about that and like how uh, her cat especially is looking down, judging us. You know, with with her, <laughs> with her claw up from afar. You know. Aww. Yeah. So Have we, you heard that Chris Stapleton song? Um, I think it's called Maggie. It's about their dog. Oh yes, yes, yes! It's so good, and it—I I heard it this 
this past summer and I just, or whenever the record came out, I can't remember when it came out, but I listened to that record and that song came on and I was weeping in the car, just thinking about my dog because it's like, it's so true. Like, you know, I think he says something like, I, you know, I can tell you that a dog has a soul because Maggie was yeah. the best, you know? And I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah, You know, like, like there, there, there are two country music singers that I will stop and just in the middle of nowhere just start crying. Luke Combs and Chris Stapleton, you know. Like, oh, one hundred percent. What, whatever they're singing. My daddy took me to get McDonald's. Oh my God, yeah. my daddy used to take me to get McDonald's. I know, I know. <laughs> Luke Combs is amazing. He's also. They're both so nice. You know, like that to me means everything. I was talking to someone about like music and. And just, I don't know, just like the, the souls who create the music. And mm -hmm. I think that like, you can really hear the type of person someone is through their music. I really feel that it's really interesting. And sometimes I feel like we, you know, we get given the gift and then it kind of turns into something and whatever, whatever yeah. that becomes is okay. But, um, but it is really cool to hear like Chris Stapleton sing like that and talk about that stuff and then meet him and realize that like, he's a really amazing, genuine human being, you know, it matches. That is, that is so cool. And I, and I have found that to be, you know, the case with, with most musicians. Yeah. You know, there are some exceptions. Um, yeah. And like, um, uh, answering phone calls, at, you know, three o'clock yeah. in the morning on, on a holiday. It's like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> You know, so and so doesn't like what they said there. You got to take it down. Oh, cool. Um, it's three in the morning. <laughs> it's three in the morning. You knew what you were getting into when yeah. we started drinking bourbon. <laughs> now the worst, the worst is when I get blamed for the hangover the next day. You know, uh, yeah. that's happened a few times. But I'm see, trying... I'm drinking water, so see, we're fine. That's good, and that's why I will ask you. Do you have it in you to to finish the set here? Yeah, let's to, do to it. To have a little Montagna rum. I'm in. I got my uh, last glass right here. This is a four-year-old Colorado rum. Okay. Rum must be made with a you know a sugarcane base. Yeah. And this is an all-woman-owned distillery. They won uh, <laughs> best craft uh, distillery a couple few years ago. No way. Yeah. Girl power. They, all about they, it. they are absolutely awesome. I gotta put this one up here too. This is... And then uh the last one I sent you, uh I don't have it here for me to taste, but you you've got it for to taste on your own. The two ninety one. Also from Colorado. I'm so excited. Wait, this way. There you go. Yes. Okay. I'm so excited. This is really interesting. I just smelled this. Completely different, right? I mean, you're looking at wow. You're looking at kind of like a, uh, some herbs. Look, smells a little forest forestry. This from this is this sounds so strange. I'm not really sure why this is bringing back this memory, but I went to Spain one time. Mm -hmm. We we were on tour with Steven Tyler, and we went to Madrid, oh, Spain. By the way, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, we were on on tour with Steven Tyler. We were in Spain, and uh... <laughs> I know it's it's weird. It's weird. My life is weird. It's no, it's like, awesome. I, but it is kind of strange. Like I've I've been like, you know, I actually think that um, 
I think that this whole time of like turning inward mm-hmm. kind of actually helped me to really understand all the things that have happened in the last like 10 years for me, which is like, you know, I heard this interview with Ed Sheeran and he was talking about like how he was always striving for the next thing. And once he got to the, to the, you know, the, the massive stadium Wembley in London, it was like, that was his goal. And once he got there, he felt so empty because he had not really watched his, like he hadn't been present through the, through the journey of it because he was always aiming for the next thing. And, and I was thinking about that and like, I'm so grateful that I had this, this year to really reflect on like all the amazing things, like, and the the blessings that have come to me, like that working with Steven Tyler was one of the best days of my life. Like him and I recorded a duet together and um, hopefully that will come out at some point in the future but like i'll never forget that day it was like so magical like how that whole thing happened and like going on tour with him and he was so kind to us on the road like you know he he made sure we were really taken care of and and you know safe and um and it's just crazy like that and like working with people like rod stewart and being on tour with him i mean just to watch his work ethic it was just incredible but you know you you kind of go through your life and like as you're as you're going through it it's really important to just like stop and like look around, you know, and, and take yeah. it in. And I felt like I got to really reflect on that this year. Well, so. you know, I have to say that I'm really glad you said that because we we have a tendency as a, as a species to reflect on what we don't have. And I think that yeah. lead, and I think that leads to a lot of emotional uh, distress. And and it, it 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 can focus it can put you down a, a a bad spiral and yeah and it doesn't you know for me I the presence of my boys and my wife that was like I mean I, I keep saying this, I have I have the greatest job in the world people pay to yeah. sip whiskey with me it's amazing <laughs> but you can take all that away I, just don't take my family. You know, yeah. like I, I could be sweeping floors at Starbucks and be happy as long, yeah. as, I had my, as, long as I have my family. And what it's all about, man, yeah. you know, like happiness and love and the people around you. And, you know, I lost a lot of people around me, like just through just the way that life works. It's the way that life works. It's like this spiral, you know, and yeah. as you go down the spiral of life, you, you meet these people along the way and some of them stay and then some of them stay behind, you know, and, and you have to like, there's a Coldplay song. Um, I think it was Bring on there. Coldplay. I love it. Coldplay. There's a Coldplay <laughs> song and they had, um, um, a poem by Rumi that was in this song and it was so cool. I think it was on their uh, adventure of a lifetime record and it's called the guest house. And it's all about how, you know, like entertain and welcome every person that comes into your life because each one has been sent as a guide from beyond. And that like really resonated with me because as you move through this period of life, like every year that we, that we get to be alive, which is such a blessing, you know, Um, you know, it's, we go through these hardships of losing friends or losing people to illnesses and, um, and just like the ebb and flow of like the nature of the world, which is the ups and downs, but everyone has been sent to you from beyond to kind of guide you and, and, 
and help you to like, I don't know, just be grateful for what you do have, you know, when you have it. <laughs> Absolutely. So well, 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 cheers to that. And, cheers and, to that. and again, uh, a comment on this, on this distillery. Like I, they were a big part of my book. Uh, Rum curious. Cool. Uh, Montagna is all, you know, they're all women power. They do a great job. Uh, I wrote a book called Whiskey Women. This is Women's History Month. I am a I'm a huge proponent yes. and fan of of women getting into the distilled spirit space. That's been yeah. that they've had a long history of being a part of, but got kind of spaced out when it became like a a business. Men came in, kind of pushed them aside. Uh, yeah. But women were the first distillers. So so here's wow, a, no way. Yeah. There you go. So here's a toast to. Uh, to all the women distillers out there and to uh, Montagna Rum. Cheers. Cheers. I love this. It's pretty to me, tasty. I can, taste, I can yeah. taste the earth. I don't know why. I feel like it tastes like the earth. Like, it's, you know, as a rum goes, it's light on like the kind of molassesy. Um, um sugarcaney notes but yeah but but when you distill sugarcane like you do get all you can get some of those kind of vegetal kind of earthiness to it and yeah this, this definitely and there's there's a hint of honey there you know i i get some pine on the nose it's just um and spice so like there's like some weird there's like a cool spice to it it's very pleasant i love it it's really light and really refreshing Hmm. Yeah, girls, girl power. Get it. Montagna. I know. It's like I said, just the coolest name. You know, I love that. I name. love it. Okay. So can I tell you what my favorite out of all of them were though? Let's do it. Hold on. I got to pour. I got to pour my favorite. Okay. Oh, no, no. You, you go and then I'll go. Okay. Drum roll. Oh, I actually, my I think favorite I, I think I ha have the, the I think I have a drum roll in here. Nope. Do you have no. one? No, I have a oh. bicycle horn. Will that count? Will that work? Well, do that one. Do that one anyway. My favorite <laughs> <laughs> is the Nevada Smoke Wagon. Hey, it's my favorite too. Yeah. All right. Woo. I'm going to pour myself some more. <laughs> We're gonna pour ourselves some more, everybody. Just stick around. It's a great time. I bet we're gonna sing a duo. I don't sing, but I'm gonna do it here. Oh no, that was like, cheers, man. This is awesome. Yeah, I really it it really is great to just like reconnect and like uh, and and like hang out like that. That interview we had, you know, it was it was so much fun, and there are very there are very few like lines in interviews that stick with me, like breakup boots, like your <laughs> your breakup boot comment. Like I've always wanted to know the story behind it, like the guy. Where did I ever boots. tell you the story? No, Ruby cut you off and was like, "No, don't tell her. Don't say anything." You know, so I was. Do you want like, me to tell you the story? It's up to you. Listen, I mean, I did not bring that back up, you know, for the story, but I'm now very curious. I've always it's, been. It's a really, it's a really crazy story, and and it goes to the theme of what we were talking about earlier about all these like 
people that I've met, which I like, I literally, I can't believe like things that have happened in my life. It's been crazy, but okay. So we were recording in Los Angeles and my boyfriend and I had just broken up and I was really upset about it. Um, we were together for like six years and, um, it was really, really hard. And, um, and he's an amazing human being. So I, I have nothing bad to say about him in any respect. Um, but when I was there, I basically just went on this, I don't know, when you go to LA and you're like single, you have like a different like mindset. I don't know if you've, I don't know, like, I don't know, as a woman, like, I think too, I just felt like I needed something to make me feel better in this weird way. And so I went shopping. <laughs> so I went shopping and I had gotten invited to this, um, this like premiere to this movie. My friend Boyd was in this uh, movie and, and he was like, do you want to come? And I was like, yes, of course, but I have nothing. To, like I didn't bring anything to wear like to this premiere. So I went to Fred Siegel and I saw these boots and they were these white, thigh high leather boots and I was like I don't know if I can wear those to the premiere but I'm gonna wear those <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of my life on tour on stage because they were so badass but they were super expensive and I kind of just had that like fuck it mentality where I was like I'm just gonna buy the freaking boots <laughs> after after so they, I called them my breakup boots and I was really on the fence about keeping them because I felt really bad that I'd spent all this money on these like Italian leather boots, you know? And I went to the studio and we were recording at Henson um, in Los Angeles, which is very, very famous recording studio, Tom Petty, Joni Mitchell, mm -hmm. my one of my other heroes. Um, they've all recorded there. And our girlfriend, Fariel, runs the place, and she's such an amazing human being, and she's also a fashionista. Like, she's amazing. So I was telling her about these boots, and she was like, look, bring them to the studio, and I'll, like, let me see them on you, and I'll give you my honest opinion. If you don't like them, we'll have a runner send them back to Fred Siegel for you, and, and we'll return them. I was like, okay, done. So I bring them to the studio, and we're, like, in between vocal takes, and I go to put these breakup boots on and I'm wearing this like t-shirt dress. And I was like, in the, I was in my studio gear. Like, you know, I wasn't like dressed up or anything. And I put these boots on and I open up the door to the studio hallway, which is like when you walk in Henson, there's studio A is like to the right. Studio B is to the right. Studio A is in front of you. And then there's studio C where, where Joni Mitchell recorded like blue, you know, she's wow. that room's like her room. And it's super magical. We were recording in B, which is the Karen Carpenter room. And there's like, I've got this crystal, but there's like a big crystal on the wall. And mm -hmm. it's like, they call it the Karen Carpenter room. Anyway, I walk out of this, I walk out of the door and John Mayer is walking towards me, but I don't see him. And I almost like hit him with the door and I, and I'm looking down. I'm like, okay, Fariel, what do you think of the boots? And when I look up, John Mayer is right there. And I'm like, such a fan of John Mayer. <laughs> And I look at John and I'm like, John, what do you think of this? <laughs> it was the first thing I ever said to him. And I was, and he was like, what do I think of the boots? And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to decide whether I should keep them or give them back to Fred Siegel because I feel really bad about him. And I broke up with my boyfriend. I kind of went on this spending spree of just like buying a bunch of shit. And he goes, he goes, do you feel confident in the boots? 
And I was like, yeah, I kind of do. And he was like, then you don't need my opinion. He was like, you need to keep those boots. And I was like, you're right, John Mayer. <laughs> and then he was like, you know, you could wear them with like a blazer or you could wear them with a skirt or a dress. And we had like a fashion conversation for like 10 minutes with John Mayer and Henson. So that's the story of my breakup boots. I kept them and I wore them into the ground on the Jesse James Decker tour. <laughs> that is so awesome. That is so awesome. You know, that goes in everything with what I know about, you know, John Mayer. Like, yeah. he, like, keeps typewriters. Like, he, he's a collector of he typewriters. Does? Yeah, and he, and, he really? writes, and he writes on typewriters. That's and, so cool. And, and he has, like, this, uh, he has kind of, like, this affection for, you know, kind of, a, like, old, old type things. And, and whether we like it or not, like, leather is going that way. You know, yeah. there, there's a time when we may not see leather uh, in a regular store, you know, so wow. I think, you know, so he's like, I, that, that story is, is really cool. <laughs> well, you know, like it goes back to what we were saying about like meeting your heroes and stuff. Like you never know like how it's going to go. And I, that was like the perfect way to, to meet John Mayer. It was the perfect thing I wanted to say to him. <laughs> hey, John Mayer, I'm wearing my breakup boots here. What do you think of them? <laughs> Oh my God. One day I, I like, I, I dreamed to work with him. And one day I just can't wait to be like, Hey, remember that time? <laughs> That's <laughs> that awesome. Time I met you and you told me to keep the boots. Thank you. <laughs> Cause you were right. John, you were right. John Mayer is usually right. He's, he's normally right. <laughs> well, Hey, Alyssa, listen, this is, we've been, uh, we've been sipping some whiskey together and a little bit of rum for a while now. And I have to tell you, this is like a couple old friends kind of getting back together. I, I, yeah, I really, man. you know, this has been fantastic for me. I'm, I'm excited for, for my world to get to, to hear your song and, uh, and, uh, Thanks, to make sure man. they're like checking you out, but tell everyone where they can find you on the socials. What, what, uh, device you prefer. They listen to your music on all yeah. that good stuff. Well, thanks, Fred. I, honestly, it's an honor to be here with you again. And it does feel like old friends. And I'm really grateful for, for that. Um, everybody can find my music on Spotify, iTunes, all over Amazon. Um, I, I'm normally on Instagram. It's my favorite platform because it's easy for me. And I, and I actually will connect with you on there. If anybody wants to talk to me on there, I, 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 it's me. I run it. I do my whole social media. So it's just at Alyssa Bonagura and alissabonagura.com and i still have vinyl actually vinyl and Ooh. and these um these records oh i kind of want to show them to you really quick hold on wait yeah do it um but when i when i was doing my my last solo record was like in 2016 it came out and it was called the road less traveled it was right before sisterhood band and mm -hmm. i got to make these really cool like deluxe packages mm -hmm. um and you can get them on my website and they have like i'm really into like astrology and things and so they had like all the stars and it's really fun and there's like all these little like kind of cards and they have the lyrics on them so you well, can kind so of get cool. them and, and i sign them and and um so anyway if you go to my website at lisbonagra.com you can get these cool things and vinyl as well i love it and and if anybody uh, so if you're listening to this or watching this, go buy one of those and then show me your receipt and I will send you a Fred Minnick show sticker. 
uh, which is kind of like just yeah, like yeah. you just like you see me beh behind here, and you'll have like a yes. have a whole whole like collection. So you gotta uh, have that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> this is logo. It, it's the it's the world we live in. We 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 miss things that we can touch and slap on the wall and put it's on true. vinyl. So like we miss that, and let's get back to it. But. Alyssa, it's so great hanging out and just like you sipping too, some man. whiskey and the stories that you have. This isn't going to be the last time we get together. And I mean, hell, if we did our own show together, like our own podcast, I mean, watch out. The world would go nuts. I tell you that right well, now. Well, maybe we should. Maybe I, I, we should. You no, know, I don't know. Maybe we should. But uh, bourbon and music. Bourbon and music. I kind of. I kind of like the sound of that. We'll, uh, I do too. We could get some cool guests. We could. We could. It is fun having guests, but you know, you know, doing it myself and everything. But I have been thinking about having a co-host for a while, because it's, uh, you know, it it is it's fun doing it myself. Yeah. But I I sometimes am, I like being the setup, being set up for like a really good you know Q and A. But uh, yeah, well, listen, call me, I'll do it. It'd be fun. I'll have my people call your people. So yeah, yeah your people call my people, and then we'll drink some more bourbon together. <laughs> always well it's Thanks, great Fred. so great hanging out Me be too, safe man. out there and uh i will catch you on the uh on the insta yes see you later thanks so much fred absolutely also vodka vodka sucks yeah obviously oh everybody <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that incredible interview with uh, Alyssa. unless i enjoy my time with her thoroughly and if you have not got breakup boots like etched in your brain then that story didn't hit you like it hit me but i had a great time with her i'd love to know what your thoughts about you know maybe having a co-host for this show i think it'd be kind of cool it could be a lot of fun but uh make sure you're following Alyssa on all her social medias and hit me up too while you're at it go to fredminnick.com or anything uh on any of the socials just look for my name fred minnick and also be sure to give us a review, give us some five-star action on however you listen to this podcast. But that's going to do it for this week, folks. Please be safe out there. Remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For more information on Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.